Trying to foretell the future helps us to feel in control of its inherent uncertainties, to manage our aspirations and to make important decisions. To predict, even in the absence of evidence, is a natural human desire, a gut instinct. We've been using a variety of bizarre and unscientific methods to do this for millennia, none of them seemingly any more reliable than the others. Typically, our ancestors viewed their various methods of fortune-telling as a way of interpreting the will of their god or gods. It's no coincidence that divine, the verb meaning to gain supernatural insight, and divine, the adjective meaning associated with god or godlike, are near homonyms in many languages. From as early as the 10th century BCE, the ancient Chinese used a divination manual, the I Jing, or Book of Changes, to help them ascertain divine truth. The practitioner would repeatedly cast yarrow stalks, or nowadays typically coins, to generate a random series of six ones or zeros, which could then be converted into a pattern of broken, yin, or full, yang, lines known as a hexagram. The two equally likely choices for each of the six lines meant that there were two to the power of six, or 64, equally likely hexagrams forming a binary code. Each hexagram represents a corresponding section in the text, which could be interpreted by a skilled reader to make predictions or suggest future actions. The use of objects to generate a random number or pattern, which is then interpreted by a well-versed seer, was a common theme among many early forms of divination. The practices are grouped under the umbrella term cleromancy, a Latinized combination of the Greek kleros, meaning lots, as in casting lots, not an abundance of something, and the suffix mansi, meaning divination. Cleromantic methods are among the oldest forms of divination and have arisen independently in many different cultures. In a similar vein to the method of consulting the I Ching, the Yoruba of West Africa practiced Ifa divination. The Babalawo priests of the Ifa oracle cast kola nuts to make a series of eight broken or unbroken lines in a tray, which is traditionally filled with specially sanctified termite dust. The binary system of eight lines form a code which indicates one of two to the power of eight, or equivalently 256, tonal poems, which can provide guidance about the future. The casting of lots, be it rolling of dice, flipping of coins, or drawing straws, is also part of the Judeo-Christian tradition. Perhaps most famously after disobeying God's instructions and running away, Jonah, himself a prophet whose self-defeating prophecies we will hear about in chapter 8, finds himself on board a ship as a storm gathers in the ocean around it. Keen to find out whose god is responsible for the gale, the sailors on board cast lots, and so the story goes, the lot fell on Jonah. This act of divine providence leads to him being thrown overboard and then swallowed by a big fish or a whale, depending on who's telling the story. Another way of introducing the randomness required to produce an unknowable providence of the divine factor is the generation of unpredictable patterns. Tassiography, interpreting tea leaves, is a classic method for fortune-telling in which an unfiltered cup of tea is drunk down to the dregs. The tea leaves which settle on the sides and bottom of the cup form a pattern that, with the help of a vivid imagination, can be interpreted by the reader. Generic symbols such as arrows, moons and wheels have a variety of ambiguous meanings, change, news, success and so on, in the Tassiographer's interpretation manual, allowing the reader to tailor their predictions to what they perceive the drinker might want to hear. 
Older versions of a similar practice involved interpreting splatters and puddles produced by molten wax, caromancy or ceromancy, or lead, molybdomancy.